Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Matt Perkins. On tonight's show, I'm joined by John McNamara, senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com, part of the Rivals.com network. John and I sit down to talk about week one expectations, things he saw from the depth chart, and what he's looking forward to during this season. All right, welcome back to Believe in Badger Football. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by John McNamara, publisher of BadgerBlitz.com on the Rivals.com network. John, I really appreciate you taking uh, time out of your busy week to chat with me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. I've been a longtime uh, reader of Badger Blitz. And for all you Badger fans who are not on the network yet, I highly recommend going there getting the insight from John. But before we get started, I want to remind you guys that here at Believe in Badger Football, we are presented by betonline.ag. College football season is finally truly back with the Big Ten starting this week. And so while you guys may not be at the games, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. John, one question for you uh, from Bet Online: uh, They've got the over-under at six and a half regular season wins for the Badgers. Do you think that's going to hit the over? Interesting question. I, I, the first thing that pops into my mind is, you know, are, are you going to play eight games this year? Um, you know, it's really a week by week type thing. Uh, I think we've seen that in the world of college football. I know it's not the same, but we're seeing it very much in the world of high school football, where you know teams have played you know two three games, and some have you know shut down and they're looking for opponents. So, you know, if they play eight games, and I, you know, I certainly hope so. I'm not I'm not rooting for any bumps in the road. Um, it seems like a good number. I, it might take the over, but this is, you know, on top of everything that's going on, it's an interesting year because, you know, the last sample size that we've gotten, and even now the media, which usually has pretty good access to, you know, spring camp and fall camp. The last thing that we really have to go off of is the Rose bowl. And, you know, with no spring camp, <clears throat> you don't really see much in the summer. It's just kind of working on conditioning and we haven't seen anything this fall because it's been shut down. So, you know, you're just kind of guessing at this point. You really don't know what's going on, you know, during fall camp. We've, we've talked to some players. We've talked to some coaches. But it's a guess, like, what what's going to show up there uh, on Friday night? So, yeah, you, you feel like this team is pretty strong on both sides of the ball. But I think anything can happen. And, you know, it, it could be anything can happen because games are canceled or anything can happen because you don't know what team's going to walk out there on Friday. Oh, I know. It's, it's been absolutely crazy. I'm living down in Nashville right now, and Vanderbilt had a game last weekend canceled because they had less than 53 scholarship players. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't have enough healthy guys to field a team. So, But whatever your game is, whatever your team is, from game spreads to totals, team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else online. Plus the online casino, it never closes. Head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's hop right into it, John. The biggest news coming out of fall camp is obviously the injury to Jack Cohn, which means it's time for the most hype recruiting prospect in the history of the Badgers football team. At least the most hype I can remember, Graham Mertz. Richard freshman from Kansas getting his first start on Friday at Illinois. Have we built up too many expectations for him? Uh, you know, Paul Christ might think so because 
you know, obviously he's asked about that, you know, on just about every availability. And he's kind of an old school guy where he doesn't hype up the young guys too much. He'll gush over the, you know, the older guys. I mean, he loves talking about John Dietzen and, and that story about him coming back. Um, but he was asked about it today and he kind of had, you know, about Graham Mertz's first start. He kind of had a couple sentences with his answer, basically saying like, yeah, Graham Mertz need to be ready. Just like every other guy needs to be ready. And then he was asked kind of a follow-up with that about what advice or, you know, would you give uh, Graham Mertz going into his first start? So he, he elaborated just a little bit more on that. But again, like you said, uh, the most hyped up or the most, uh, you know, highly publicized, the most offered, I mean, however you want to say it. I mean, Graham Mertz has been a guy that has very much uh, been in the eyes of the Wisconsin fans since he committed. And, and this is a big moment for for people who follow the program. I and mean, they, they have very much been waiting for this. Obviously, it came at the expense of, you know, Jack Cohn going down. He's going to be an out for an indefinite amount of time. We don't know if it's going to wipe out his whole season or if he's back at some point. But, uh, you know, all eyes will be on Graham Mertz. And, again, it's it's kind of the same thing with Mertz. We haven't seen him since the kind of the the, the garbage time uh, that he played in as a true freshman. Now, he registered last year. We didn't see him in the spring. They didn't do anything in the spring. We haven't really seen him in the fall. Indications, reports have been good. Um, he's certainly talented. Can he put it all together on Friday? I, I think he certainly has the potential, but um, we will see uh, when, when they face uh, Illinois on Friday night. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things that I, I really worry about is, you know, the fact that, like, he's expected to be a godsend. You know, he, he's expected to be the savior. And that's a lot of weight to put on a 19-year-old's shoulders. So that, you know, I, I think, you know, if anyone has the talent, he's obviously, you know, the quarterback prospect they've gotten in the last 10 recruiting cycles, at least, you know, probably the most hype recruiting prospect since like Kurt Phillips, maybe. I mean, I, I think he was the highest rated guy before that. I mean, Jack was a pretty high rated guy, too, but no one quite on that level. But you talked about John Dietz and let's head down to the offensive line and the return of the ginger flow king uh, in the two deep. I was very surprised to see that he's. I wasn't surprised that he see he's starting. I was surprised he's starting on the right side. Um, and because we had, you know, everything we sort of thought coming into the season was the fact that, OK, Logan Bruss is going to bump down to guard. Tyler Beach is going to come in and take the tackle position. But those guys are listed as co-starters at tackle. How, what have you heard about how all this shook out? Yeah, I, I would probably be with you in um, when we were projecting our depth chart is that we had. Dietzen probably penciled in at left guard because, you know, he's, he's had experience on the left side at both guard and tackle. Uh, but when the official depth chart came out a couple of days ago, he was slotted as a starter at right guard. Um, I think the big thing about that, and we got a little bit of clarification from it um, from Joe Rudolph when he spoke a day or two ago is that uh, it sounded like Logan Bruss was maybe a little nicked up during camp. I think he said he was out for uh, potentially a week or he was you know, battling injury for about a week. So, because of that, I think Dietzen found a home at right guard where I think you thought probably where Logan Bruss would have wound up. Now it's Bruss uh, or Tyler Beach at right tackle. So, you know, I, Rudolph also talked about, you know, wanting to, you know, give a guy a chance when he's at that position and maybe not be shuffling him around as much. And, you know, it wouldn't be surprising, I guess, if, if Dietzen, uh, you know, sticks the whole season out at, at right guard. Um, and then maybe it's just a battle between Bruss and Tyler Beach at right tackle. But again, these guys cross train in just about every position. Um, you know, if you need to shuffle guys around, obviously Dietzen can play probably four spots of the five with the exception of probably center. So um, certainly a good problem to have. Um, but yeah, I was a little surprised that he wound up at right guard as opposed to as opposed to left guard when the depth chart came out. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, all of his starts previously has come at left guard and left tackle, uh, you know, especially when he's splitting time with Cole Van Lannan a couple seasons ago. That was so I really just expected him to, you know, once he's they said he was coming back to the program, he was going to be, you know, you know, in the mix. I just figured he'd be slotted in right there at left guard. Uh, but Josh Seltzner, good for him, you know, former walk on really making the most of his opportunity. He's always been a super versatile guy. And I, I'm excited for for the Caden Lyles era. I think it's finally here. You know, we always thought he was going to be a center. We always thought he was going to be a center coming out of high school. School. He had that, you know, he, he had the rough year of having to play D line because of just they needed bodies a couple of years ago. And, you know, and that was, you know, good for him. He took, he really had to take one for the team. He's, it's finally his turn. I'm really excited about it. And now there's some real depth at the offensive line, but the place I'm worried about depth right now is middle linebacker. Mike Mascalunas is the backup at both spots. I mean, you know, and we've got two guys, and they have to replace Chris Orr. Obviously, Leo Chanel is going to probably pop on in and take care of that. Now he's not going to be able to run like Chris did, you know, he's way more of a thumper, I think, right there in the middle. I mean, you think about what he put up 44 reps of the bench at 225 as a true freshman. That's just those that's insane numbers that that's not just like that. That's off the charts it's like Larry Allen territory. Was were you surprised as, as much as I was to see Mascalunas backing up both spots? Not necessarily, because like you talked about, I mean, where's the depth coming from there? Uh, Mumen Jung Meta, um, you know, I, I think he missed some time during camp. We'll, we'll just say that. Um, so, you know, maybe he didn't solidify himself in the two deep there. Um, you know, another guy, you talk about older guys on the roster who guys gush about and, you know, Bob Bostead, who's very straight to the point, uh, you know, another old school guy. I mean, he really spoke highly of uh, Mike Mascalunas. You know, he's kind of said he, he's everything you want in a guy representing your program. He did, he did it the right way. And like you said, he'll be backing up. It looks like both uh, inside linebacker spots. I think the most interesting thing that came away um, or maybe it was just clarified is, is Bob Bostead essentially said, look, we, we really haven't had depth at the inside linebacker position since I've been here. You know, it was, you know, Ryan Conley and uh, TJ Edwards and then, you know, or, and now Jack Sanborn and, and uh, Leo Chanel, it's the, the depth really hasn't been there. And to hear him say like, you know, look, we really haven't had the depth there. It's been two, three guys since I've been here. It, it, and then you kind of look back, you're like, yeah, he's right. It's only kind of been two or three guys since he's been here. So this year looks no different, but he also talked about, you know, maybe we don't see guys from that freshman class in weeks one, two, three, four, but maybe you see Malik Reed in week four or five, or, or maybe Jordan Turner in week four or five, Preston Zachman, potentially, um, you know, it's, it's tough to roll two, three guys out there inside linebacker, especially you're not going to have bye weeks this year. Um, you'd be curious to see if guys continue to progress the right way that they can eat up some reps there on the inside because they certainly need more bodies there. Yeah. Speaking of uh, true freshman linebackers, Nick Herbig, my God, co-starter as a true freshman. That is something that I did not expect to see. I mean, we, you know, we heard he was good. We knew he was talented. We knew he could, he could get to the quarterback, but co-starter with Isaiah Green May, that is that that's really something. And the thing I'd be worried about if I'm Isaiah Green May, like he was a starter for what first two weeks, I think last year. And then he gets his job taken away. Um, uh, he gets his job taken by Noah Burks on the outside. And, you know, it might, he might be passed up again because it doesn't look like he can hold weight on his frame. Well, he did add some. Yeah, that was kind of the story with Green May. I mean, for the first four years, you know, three, four years that he's been here is is the weight. You know, he sat in that six foot six. 215 pound range. I mean, for, for a handful of seasons, now he's bulked it up a little bit right now. Um, I, I think the most recent thing that they had him at was like six, six in the two thirty range, two thirty two. Yeah, so uh, looks yeah, like he did like put yeah. some weight on, um, in this off season. And, you know, 
he was a big time recruit for Wisconsin. I mean, they really looked at him from high school and said, you know, if, if this guy can put it all together, you know, he could be a real unique guy coming off that edge. They always envisioned him playing outside linebacker, really not playing with his hand in the ground. When Bobby April talked about him, they kind of called him like a deer. You know, he's kind of running, but he can't can't switch too too well or like a baby deer. Um, but now he's starting to put that skill set together. So, you know, it's it's kind of a make or break year for a guy who's a redshirt junior. Um, you know, he's going to go in and he's going to be the starter. But like you talked about, I mean, Nick Herbig was the freshman that, you know, guys on the offensive side of the ball talked about, guys on the defensive side talked about. And like you said, to be a co-starter as a true freshman at Wisconsin, not being a specialist. I mean, we've seen that before, but I mean, that's awfully impressive. You know, if you, if you're on our message boards, obviously you've, you've been on there, but you know, there are some hints about that is like, Hey, look, the best outside linebacker on the team is Nick Herbig. No one can block him. And he, and he kind of take that with a grain of salt, obviously, but the depth chart would certainly reflect that, uh, you know, the player's feedback would reflect that. Um, and, you know, to, to have that as a true freshman, I mean, that's awful exciting. Um, and, you know, he's going to you're going to see him on Friday. Um, it just kind of depends how many reps he's going to get. Yeah. The other true freshman I'm going to see a lot of is Kamir. I never know if I'm saying his first name right. Kamir, Chimir, Chimir. The, the third one, you said Chimery DK. Chimery DK. OK, well, there you go. This is because I'm a reader. I don't I don't I, I don't get into the, a lot of the uh, I'm not hearing all the press coverage. Chimery DK. I got it now. Chimery DK. Uh he looks like, you know, he's obviously listed as uh, the second stream uh, kick returner, I think, right there behind uh, Garendo. Um, or is it Garendo? No, Bracey, behind Bracey um, at the uh, at the wide receiver position. He's the other guy that's really gotten a lot of hype coming out of camp as a true freshman. Um, the wide receiver room is really senior heavy. Top four guys are all seniors. Uh, and besides that, we have not seen a lot of depth. We were hoping to get a little bit more out of A.J. Abbott, Todd Mustafa, do you think he's going to, how much playing time do you think he gets here uh, as the season progresses? Well, it's a good question. The, the depth chart comes out, like you said, uh, top heavy. You have the seniors, um, Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, then followed by Krumholtz and uh, Jack Dunn. Uh, but I think Elvis would have basically said, look, uh, Shimmery DK is our, our number five guy right now. So you know, he's coming as a true freshman and beat out the guys that are already on campus for just a couple of years. You know, AJ Abbott, Taj Mustafa, uh, and Bracey kind of in that mix. So, you know, a guy that we've talked about a lot, we've written about a lot because of the feedback that we've got from players and coaches. So, yeah, I, I would expect to see him, you know, much like Herbig. You, you'll probably see him on Friday in some capacity. Um, you know, they're a little bit deeper at receiver than they are at outside linebacker. But um, like you said, maybe a guy that helps in the in the return game as well. Um, I had a chance to see him, you know, for two seasons at Waukesha North, not every game, but I think I was there a few times. And, look, he was a guy who was legitimately – triple teamed as a senior. I mean, I mean that you're not just blowing smoke when you say that. I mean, he was legitimately triple teamed. I, I saw it in person. Um, I don't know that there's ever been a guy from the state that I can remember who you had to game plan against like DK was, um, you know, they used him at wide out. They used him at running back. He played safety. He did the returns for them. So, um, you know, once he's kind of settled in that re the receiver position and, he, and he's learning there, um, I, I guess I'm not, I guess I'm surprised at how quickly it came, but talent wise, I think he was always at that trajectory where you expected some pretty big things out, out of him. Um, and you just don't see that a whole lot from in-state wide receivers. Um, no, the last one we saw that out was probably Nick Toon. Like Nick Toon. Yeah. I mean, PV came in, um, you know, being another in-state guy, but the state just doesn't produce uh, receivers like that. And, you know, he's going to get a chance this season, I think as a true freshman. Well, let, let's talk about that opening game. Uh, you know, in, in your article today, uh, you know, Illinois uh, had has one guy that kind of got away from Wisconsin, Reggie Love, 
and which was kind of really kind of surprising that he, you know, a big time prospect like that is going to committed to Illinois. Now, I know one of his high school coaches is now on the coaching staff at Illinois. That probably had a lot to do with, I assume. But they also bring back uh, the Illini do a ball hawking defense and a veteran quarterback in Brandon Peters. What's the biggest threat for the Badgers in this game? Yeah, you know, the big theme in the interviews was, you know, the turnovers that Illinois caused last year, not only when they played Wisconsin, but, um, you know, other teams as well. And, uh, you know, Joe Rudolph really went out of his way to praise them and, you know, how they, you know, the coaching that goes into that and and how they tackle and you can see it on film. So um, a big theme in this game is limiting those turnovers because obviously that, that affected the outcome last year. So I think that's probably the biggest thing going in there, but again, you're, you're kind of going off of, you know, last year and without a spring camp, without a fall camp, you really don't know, you know, what Illinois is going to bring in or what Wisconsin is going to bring in for that matter. But the, the, certainly the theme, at least media wise, leading up to this game was the turnovers that Illinois is able to cause and the damage it did to the, to Wisconsin last year in, you know, that upset loss that they had on the road against Illinois. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the more disheartening losses that I can remember in a while. But, um, you know, speaking of that, uh, last question I have for you, looking ahead, What's the toughest regular season test for the team? Is it Minnesota at home? Is it at Michigan who've had all sorts of upheaval? Personally, I'm always terrified to go to Evanston. I, I think like every single time we go down and play Northwestern at Northwestern, something weird happens. You know, we have like 18 turnovers and it's just, I don't feel I've ever felt comfortable at Evanston in my lifetime, but what do you think is going to be the toughest test for the team this season? I, I think you bring up two two, three interesting ones. Yeah. I mean, Northwestern's always a game. Like you said, it's kind of the house of horrors for Wisconsin. Uh, you never, you know, feel right about Wisconsin going in that game because of the history there. Um, so they, you know, Northwestern's always played Wisconsin tough. Um, you know, that goes back before Pat Fitzgerald was there. You, you know, you always would assume a game, you know, going into Michigan is going to be a difficult contest. Uh, you mentioned Minnesota coming to Wisconsin. I mean, that rivalry now has, um, some juice to it or a bit more juice to it. And probably thanks to PJ Fleck, whether you love him or hate him. I mean, he's, he's added some, some fire into that rivalry at Iowa. Um, I believe that closes out the year. So it's kind of like the same usual suspects, but you know, you're trying to guess, you know, what, what team, you know, from last year could be hot this year. It's again. Yeah. At Michigan, I think on paper looks difficult. You can never, you know, look past that, that Northwestern game on the road. And Minnesota is an interesting game. And I mean, those three, I, I think go back to back to back, if I'm not mistaken, I think it goes Michigan, Northwestern, Minnesota. Um, so, I mean, that, that's a difficult stretch. Um, so we'll see again. I, I'm taking this one day at a time. It's yeah, tough I, to look that far ahead this year. I think you really have to this season. It's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be wild. We hope that there are not COVID related issues. I mean, we've seen so many teams battling with them already. And we took Virginia tech like a month and a half just to get off the mat. Uh, to start the season, Houston played their first game like two weeks ago, even though they were supposed to start like week two or whatever. So we can only hope that, that Wisconsin, and the rest of the Big Ten are able to stay healthy, stay uh, unlike Jeff Brom, who is now has to quarantine in West Lafayette, which is not a place I would want to quarantine personally. But hey, you know, it, it, it's where he's living. So, uh, John, thanks so much for spending a little time with me today. Make sure you check out BadgerBlitz.com, the Badger Blitz podcast. What else do you need to plug? Every, anything that relates to badgerblitz.com um visit the site we, we'd love to earn your business um tons of recruiting tons of team stuff got a nice staff that we put together um we're gonna do our best you know we're you know kind of having some limited access this fall can't get our photo guys in there uh, we can only send one writer but um 
yeah, I mean, give us a chance to earn your business. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've been a loyal Badger Book subscriber for seven and a half years. I was just going back and looking at it today. Uh, yeah, seven and a half years now. So, uh, and I, I, you couldn't pay me enough to give it up. Uh, it's the best intel you'll get uh, from any of the sites on Wisconsin. So uh, until next time, John, thank you so much. And uh, on Wisconsin. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.